Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is a Wednesday and a pretty big Wednesday to say the least. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. In the huddle, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. I mean, unless you've been just driving around or been uh, taking a big nap, a long nap all day uh, with the with the windows closed and the curtains drawn and you weren't listening to anything while you're driving around or didn't have the television on or weren't on Twitter, uh, weren't paying attention... If you uh, are guilty of any of those things, then maybe you don't know what I'm about ready to tell you. But I have an idea that a lot of you guys already know what I'm about ready to say. But it bears repeating, and we're going to be talking about it throughout the show. Colin Kaepernick was in Henderson today. He might still actually be in Henderson today. Working out for the Raiders. Let me repeat that. Colin Kaepernick was in Henderson, Nevada today working out for the Las Vegas Raiders. What do you think about that Raider Nation, about the possibility, the very real possibility, that Colin Kaepernick might be on the roster at some point soon with your Las Vegas Raiders? Give us a call, 702-365-9200. Here's the latest as I know it. Um, This is essentially going to be a decision on whether or not Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler and the decision makers uh, in that regard feel like Colin Kaepernick can help this team, period, exclamation point. It's not going to come down to anything else. And um, I don't think anything is imminent in terms of the next six, seven, eight, nine hours or so, Uh, but something could happen fairly soon. We don't know what Colin Kaepernick, um, what he looked like, first of all. Uh, we'll get a chance uh, uh, tomorrow when Josh McDaniels is available to the media. I have a feeling that there's going to be some Colin Kaepernick questions uh, that are asked. I'm not quite sure uh, what exactly he's going to be able to say, um, but uh, but we'll find out. We'll ask, right? Um, and so if he looked good, if he looked good, uh, if he could still throw, if he can still run, if he come, checks out medically, which I'm sure um, that's all going to be part of this process, what do you think about Colin Kaepernick maybe being a backup quarterback uh, for the Raiders? 702-365-9200. Give us a call. Uh, at 430, Mike Pritchard, the former NFL uh, wide receiver, will be in the huddle uh, to talk about many things, among them Colin Kaepernick. Uh, and then at 5 o'clock, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus will join us to talk about many things, Colin Kaepernick among them. Uh, so it's an interesting day, the day before uh, the media is going to be allowed for the first time uh, to watch practice, to watch this version of the Raiders out on the field. I can't wait uh, to see what it all looks like. And I'm very curious at this point who might show up uh, with the quarterbacks. And will Colin Kaepernick at some point or another 
be part of this Raiders uh, roster. Um, I want your thoughts. I have my thoughts. Uh, I feel like if he could play, why not? Heck yeah, absolutely. It's long overdue, uh, and I'm going to get into all of that in just a second, but just to let everybody know, this half of In the Huddle is sponsored by the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. Look, there's nothing worse than living in chronic pain with little hope. We all know somebody, whether it's ourselves or somebody else, uh, that are, are dealing with that, and you don't have to. The Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas offers genuine relief from even the most severe and persistent forms of pain. Call their office today or book an appointment online to find out how you can live as pain-free a life as possible. That is something we all deserve. Give them a call, 702-257-7246. Colin Kaepernick. I have many thoughts on Colin Kaepernick. I wrote a lot about Colin Kaepernick uh, back in 2016, 2000, more 2017, 2018, and so on and so forth. Uh, I felt like the whole thing got misconstrued from his perspective of things. And let's call it what it is. He got blackballed as a result of the reaction to his movement, a peaceful protest movement that at the time was shedding light on a very important, obviously, issue. Social injustice specifically, um, how minorities were being treated by the police. We know what we should know. And I wrote so many times and I got so many emails from from, from some readers calling me out on it. And um, it just felt like you're pounding your head up against a wall saying he doesn't dislike the police. He doesn't dislike the military. He doesn't dislike the America or the flag. He's using a moment, a very profound moment, to draw attention to something that needed attention to be drawn to it. And I might add, he did it peacefully. Now, people took that all number of ways. And I'll always say this. I talked to so many players when I was covering the Rams at the time, black, white, um, whatever, um, you know, uh, everything in between, coaches, players, all right? And so many minority players told me this, Vinny. You don't think that I have family members that are in the military? You don't think I have family members that are police officers? Yeah, I do. All right? It's not anti this. It's not anti that. It's using a moment to draw light and shed light on something that is going on. And if nobody is listening, you have to sometimes take things to another level. And that's exactly what Colin Kaepernick and the players that joined him in that movement did and um, it cost it cost, cost uh, Colin Kaepernick dearly, unfortunately, for taking a stand against something that needed to be needed a stand to be taken against it. And it never interfered. Here's the other part. Oh my gosh, I just want to watch a football game. Well, can't you watch the football game? Was it happening? I'm sorry. Was it happening during the game? No, it wasn't happening during the game. It was happening in the two minutes before a game. A point of time, I might add that most television stations weren't even televising it at the time. Like, you had to, like, literally have heard about it to even know about it. And if you're at the stadium, and I don't know, I've been to a whole bunch of stadiums, but I see a bunch of people standing up and, um, you know, honoring the national anthem. I also see a bunch of people in line uh, at the beer stand, at the food stand, walking around, talking to each other, all that type of stuff. So, and for any anybody in the stadium to even notice that it was going on, you had to really be looking for it. And I reject, reject wholeheartedly the notion that your enjoyment was taken away 
by some players taking a knee during the national anthem. In no way, shape, or form was your enjoyment of the game compromised because of that. You made it an issue for anyone that made it an issue by making it an issue. It didn't, I never remembered a play being stopped, interfered with, uh, challenged, whatever, by players uh, peacefully protesting. It was all before the game, before a lot of people even noticed it was going on. So stop with all that nonsense. And uh, it was just very frustrating trying to get that point across. Uh, The bottom line of it all is a very good football player has lost, what, the last five years of his career taken away from him for doing something that he felt was important and something that I agree with him on. Uh, Some stand needed to be taken. He took it. He took the brunt of it and paid a dear price for it. Okay, we get it. Even the NFL has come out and said, we mishandled that situation. I just wrote a story, and I reread a quote from Roger Goodell admitting that. Admitting they miss, not that they misread the situation, they mishandled the situation way back when. It's all wandering on the bridge. It's unfortunate, but it happened. We fast forward to now, May 25th, 2022. And Colin Kaepernick is working out for the Raiders. I don't know what it's going to lead to, but I do know this organization enough. I knew I know Mark Davis, uh, the owner, enough, and I know and I feel like I know Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels, the decision makers, well enough to, to to really believe and have a confidence in it that if they truly believe that Colin Kaepernick can work, that it's a fit schematically, athletically, talent-wise, that he still has it. Um, that there's a good chance he could be a Raider. And if it's not, it's not going to be for any of the off-field type of stuff uh, or anything like that. This is going to be a football decision, as it should be, and long overdue that it's come down to a football decision. So let's see where this all goes. We're going to go out to the Realty One Group listener line because Big Jose in San Jose, our good friend. Big Jose, what's going on, my man? My brother Vinny, how are you today, sir? I am doing well, my fellow brother. Good. This is one topic that is very dear to my heart. Okay. And um, you know, and everyone in Raider Nation knows that I've, I'm a diehard loyal Raider fan. I've been a Raider fan my whole life since conception in 1967. And um, I've hated that bang-bang that Great American gang. I hate them with a passion. But I love Colin Kaepernick as a man with principle. A man that knows what he stands for, and I will I will take a knee beside a man who knows what he stands for. And I think anybody that is against his tryout is, um, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it quite bluntly, is not a man of color. 99% of the people that are against him are probably white, new Raider fans, and have no idea what it's like to be a man of color in today's America. Yep. Now, some people go look at my profile picture and say, you look, you look white. So what's the big deal? I go, well, maybe I look white when it's convenient for you to, to have me be white, but I'm a brown man, right? And you have no idea what it's like to be brown or black in the United States of America. And the fact that he spoke up and was a lightning rod for something that he believed in shows the kind of character and moral um, attitude that is missing from America today. When we have these things that go on in places like Uvalde, may they rest in peace and let's all pray for them. Likewise. Things that happen like in Sandy Hook, you know, what, are, what is, what is the, popul- the mass population of the people that support the NRA and the gun movement, right? Yep, absolutely. It is white America. But, but, but give a black man or a brown man a 
a podium or a platform to speak on, and it's like we want to ruin the country. And um, I, you know, 100% would love Colin Kaepernick to be a Raider because I think he brings value from a football decision, and I think because the man deserves a second chance. Now, people think, you know, what kind of point, you know, where am I talking from? You know, what's my reference? What are my credentials? Hey, I'm a colored man in America, and I'm an educated man. I have an MBA, so I'm talking to you both from life experience and having the education to understand what's going on politically and what the climate is in the United States. And so if people have a problem with this, I think they need to look in a mirror and look inside themselves to see who they are. Because I posted on Facebook and Twitter, like, if you don't like this decision and you choose to not no longer be a Raider fan, then you never really understood what it was and what it meant to be a Raider fan and what the great Al Davis stood for when he hired the first minority head coach, Tom Flores, a Hall of Famer, the first black American head coach, Art Shell, a Hall of Famer, and the first female NFL executive, Amy Trask. This is something that Al Davis would have absolutely put a rubber stamp on, and I'm glad it's happening. And like I said, I hate the Niners, but I respect this man. And as soon as he was blackballed, I went out and bought one of his Nike jerseys. And I will leave it at that. Thank you Thank big, you, Jose. Uh, truly appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to point you to a conversation uh, that I was part of with a guy by the name of Andrew Whitworth back in 2000 and it might have been 2018, 2017, 2018, somewhere along there. Okay. And we were talking about, I just told you that I had conversations with black players, um, white players, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But so many black players uh, on the Rams expressed that to me. I've got an uncle that's in the police department. My brother is in the army overseas right now. I don't hate him. I don't hate the military. I don't hate my uncle that's on the police department. I don't hate policemen. Their problem was with bad cops, okay? There's bad in everything. And let's face it, I don't want to get too political or too into that, but there's bad even in that vocation. And that's what the complaint was about, the lack of accountability for that element, all right? And Andrew Whitworth. A white man from Louisiana, all right? I went to go talk to Andrew Whitworth as part of a conversation with a couple of other reporters. And the question was about the national anthem. And you know what Andrew Whitworth said? He goes, you know, I stand. I, he had a friend, a buddy, that was killed in service overseas, okay? So he goes, every time that I hear the national anthem, that's where my heart and that's where my mind goes. I think about my buddy who lost his life defending this country. But he also said, you know, I've got teammates in here and friends around the league that are hurting, that something's going on in this country that's giving them misgivings about what's going on. And they're trying to have their voices heard, but they're not being heard right now. There's things going on in their communities that nobody's paying enough attention to. And they have misgivings because of that about standing for the national anthem and to draw attention to that, they're taking a stand and they're taking a knee. He goes, I would love for all of us, all of my teammates, everyone in this country to want to stand proudly for the national anthem. That's the goal for everyone to feel so good about what's going on and that, that they're that proud of, of standing for the national anthem. But I also want to know if you're hurting and there's something that you're having a misgiving about Let's talk about it and find out what we can do, all of us, to create a situation and a country where everyone feels really good about their place in that country 
and wanting to stand for the national anthem, that there wouldn't be a reason why you would want to take a peaceful uh, or, or take a moment and peacefully protest to draw attention to something that might be happening in your community or a community across the way or whatever. Shouldn't we all want each other, all of us, to feel good about this country to do that? And let's find out why certain members of our brothers, and we're all brothers and sisters in this whole thing, let's face it. Let's find out what the misgiving is, what's going on to give you, uh, you know, I love this country, but man, there's something going on, and I'm going to take a knee to protest and and to draw attention to it. I want to know what that is. That's Andrew Whitworth, a white dude. From Louisiana, went to uh, Louisiana State University. Had every reason to just say, I don't, I don't understand it and I don't care about it, so I'm not going to worry about it. But no, not Andrew Whitworth. And that's how I think we should all think and we should all look at things. What is the issue? What's the problem? What's going on? How can I help and support people that want to love this country, want to love it enough to want to celebrate it at all times, but can't because Something might be going on that isn't getting enough attention. Back out to the Realty One Group listener line. Anthony is in Minnesota. How you doing, Anthony? I'm doing great, thank you. I'll keep it non-political as much as I possibly can. Die-hard, long-term Raider fan from Pleasanton, California. Been going to games since the 70s, and I'll tell you a few things. One, when Colin Kaepernick began to kneel during the flag, very upset, highly upset. Learn to never say never because here we go once again. You know what happened many years ago. I was like, that guy will never play on the Raiders. Oh, my gosh. And here it is many years later, and this stuff's happening where he might. And I will tell you, I never thought Colin Kaepernick was the greatest quarterback. However, I thought he was best when plays broke down and he began scrambling. He was deadly, quick, and fast, and just would tear apart defenses that way. So I could see him fitting in in a certain way. However... That's me coming 180 from being so upset and pissed off, excuse me, about him, you know, kneeling to where now I'm accepting the fact that that did happen. He might play for the Raiders, but I do not want it to be political. I'm tired of everything in my life from social media to sports to the Olympics to the news is divisive. And honestly, I still feel the same way I felt over the years. Don't bring Anthony, it to the Anthony, Anthony, the what's, Anthony, what's divisive about somebody taking a minute or right. two to take the knee? Yeah. What, what's divisive about that? Yeah. I think my I think my opinions changed a little bit. Okay. I think it just draw. I think it draw for me still. I don't. I'm not trying to fit in and say something everyone's going to like. And go, oh yeah, Anthony's saying the right thing. I'm being honest with you that it still bothers me when they do that. Doesn't mean that they can't do that. I get it. This is a free country. I just feel like maybe I'm wrong in saying so, but I just feel like I just get tired of seeing it during sporting events like the Olympics. People don't go. You know, they they uh, turn around on the flag, and it's just a disrespect thing for but me. But do you? So, let yes, me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay. I mean, put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. All right. Do you do, do you want do you maybe get tired about seeing innocent people uh, yep. without yep. guns getting yep. shot? Do you, would you think that yep. people are getting sick of that too? Yeah. I'll, and nobody listening that. to that, and no yeah. one listening yep. to that. So here's know, my opinion about that. No, yeah, you have a good question. I think it's a great question. I mean, and I have an answer for me. I feel that years ago, I I'm not racist. My grandfather was a racist, a bigot. When I grew up at five years old. That man was a 300-pound, 35 years at U.S. Steel, would make horrible comments about the person of color who was a server. And at five years old, I didn't even know what racism was, but it was disgusting to me, and I would look down and cringe. So years, and that's my grandfather, love him, but he was a bigot. 
I have friends who are people of color in the fact that I smoke cigars in a culture club. I can tell you one quick story. People in a group of us were coming into this cigar club. They had swastikas on their ankles and the back of their heads, whatever. I noticed it. My two friends who are persons of color, ex-Marines, put, they feel me bristle, put their hands on my arm, don't say anything, and I didn't. An hour and a half later, they all had a few drinks in. The guy starts ca- you know, talking about the N-word, and I stood up and said something. A huge fight almost broke out. My point to saying that is this. You've got somebody like me who will say something and stand up and not tolerate that and not look the other way to where five years later or many years later, it's making me feel like you can't do enough to be good. I'm not black. I have empathy, though. But I've made to feel like if I'm not black, I can't have an opinion. If I'm not this, I'm not that, then I can't say this or that. And I want us to come together and look at, I love people for the great things about them, and I love them more for the differences. I might not agree with them, but I love you for your opinion. And, you know, Calvin can do what he wants to do, and I respect him. But I have an opinion that says I just wish you wouldn't do that. That's all I'm saying. I hear, I hear you. You'll get along. I hear you. But, it, and it, but I hear you. And thanks for the call, Anthony. Um, you know, I, I would rather that he stood up for the national anthem, too. But guess what? I also understand the reason why he isn't, and I respect it. And I feel more strongly about what's going on that prompted – uh, him to take the stand that he did, uh, fellow athletes to take the stands that he did, the movement that it created uh, in taking a stance against what was going on. I respect that more than um, than, than than them not. Do you know if that makes any sense? And I think that we should look for the reason, not you know get stop with all the symbolism of the national anthem, and we just all have to just sit there uh, and and stand for it and applaud it um, and celebrate it. Uh, but but just kind of kick to the side any misgivings that we have or any injustice that's going on. Um, I think that uh, the the great thing, what we should all be striving for, is what Andrew Whitworth said, to get to a point where everybody feels good. There is no injustice uh, or massive injustice. There is no uh, startling statistics of unarmed people getting shot by the police, that, that we don't have to worry about that as much as we still to this day do. Um, and so that's what I'm striving for. I'd rather see people protesting peacefully right now uh, and then hopefully leading to some sort of change so that in a year or so they'll put, they'll, we, we will all feel good about standing for the national anthem. We're going to go back out to the Realty One Group listener line because Guarib is on the line. How are you doing, Guarib? Hey, what's up, Vinny? How are you? Oh, great. Yeah, hey, I'm doing all right. Um, the one thing I really that really bothers me about all this is back in 2017 when the Raiders played, yes, the Washington Redskins, and we had Jack Del Rio and Carr stood up for the flag and the rest of the team kneeled. All of a sudden, he went back out on the football field and the offensive line that the Carr had in front of him allowed Derek Carr to get killed throughout that whole game and it carried on into the Denver Bronco game, which is a following game. And there's nothing that's going to change my mind on what happened with that. That is what really disappoints me about the whole damn thing right there. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, um, and uh, I've heard that something happened, obviously. Nobody will ever probably come out uh, and admit it, but... Um, I, I mean, okay, that happened. Um, what are you going to do? That happened. Some players reacted the way they reacted. Was it the best way to react? Probably not. Um, but, uh, I don't, I don't see how that pertains or, uh, is even relevant to right now. Like, what does that have to do with right now, Gaurab? 
It, it, it is it is relevant because that's something that I just it's a, it's from that point on the Raiders their their season went down the drain. They were actually getting off to a great start. It got two and zero that year, and they looked good. But what does that have to do with anything that, right now? From that point, well, I mean, well, it still lingers on to today. I just always think of that. I always think of that. Those that is that going to have any effect? Will it have any effect? Um, well, I, I just hope it doesn't really. Actually, I hope it doesn't screw the chemistry of our team. I, I just don't know that possibly that it may or may not. I'm not sure, but I just I I don't know. I prefer the Raiders looking at getting more corners and maybe another linebacker and a good right, another right tackle. These are the things we need to focus on a lot more than what we're doing with like Colin Kaepernick right now. I don't know about that, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate the call. Uh, we're, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. It is a Wednesday. You are in the huddle, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. We're going to go out to the Raider uh, Nation guest, Raider Nation Radio guest line and welcome in our good friend, Mike Pritchard, former uh, NFL wide receiver. Uh, Mike, how are you doing, my friend? Vinny, great. Great to hear you, man. How things going? Everything's going good, uh, and I hope likewise uh, as well. Uh, we're obviously talking about um, uh, the news that broke uh, earlier today that Colin Kaepernick, the one and only uh, Colin yeah. Kaepernick, uh, was in Henderson working out for the Raiders today. Um, just off the top of your head, uh, Mike, what uh, when, when you when you think about that and the possibility of him potentially being a Raider, what do you think about? What is that? What I, you know what, Vinny, man, I'm I'm beyond happy for the situation. I mean, I, it's about damn time, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, for the National Football League. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what kind of opportunity Colin's going to get, but the fact that uh, he's getting a workout, you know, and we'll see how it goes from there. But uh, I'm not mad at the Raiders for bringing him in and, and seeing what he's capable of uh, at this point uh, in his career. So, no, I, I my initial reaction is to sum it up, Vinny. Is it's about damn time that somebody's giving him another shot. I agree uh, wholeheartedly. Um, and 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 let's stay right there because from what I understand, uh, and and you know, call me naive, call me optimistic, but I really truly believe this. Um, it's going to be a football decision. It's not going to have anything to do with anything that's happened before um, or whatever, um, you know, uh, whatever, not the, that it would create a circus, but, you know, there's going to be some extra media attention with a guy by the name of Colin Kaepernick on your roster. Uh, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with any distractions or anything like that. I think it's going to be strictly a football decision, and the Raiders are going to size up whether or not they believe Colin Kaepernick has something left uh, in the tank to, uh, to, to, you know, provide um, a viable option uh, for them. And so I, I believe that that's what's going to happen. And I, and, but I don't know if that means he's going to get signed. Obviously, that's a decision that they have to make. But I ask you, Mike Pritchard, he has been out of the league for, what, five years or so? Yeah. Um, what do you think um, he still might be able to offer at this age and with that kind of a delay between his last game and now? I mean, it's a long way back for Colin. I mean, I mean we'll, be, we'll be real with it. Uh, you, know, you know, you got guys who are starting quarterbacks in this league that that hone in on their crafts, man. They they work at it all the time. I'm not saying or suggesting Colin hasn't, 
but you're also on the field and you're getting those live reps and you're seeing what defenses are. I think it, when you, if you have a layoff as long as Colin has had, it's going to take him some time. Um, even Randall Cunningham, um, and we used to work out together, but when Randall retired and got away from football and did his thing, it took him a minute to get back into the flow of it, and we're talking about a potential Hall of Fame quarterback right there uh, who almost went to the Super Bowl with the Vikings. So um, I, I, I'm not doubting Colin Kaepernick. I, I, I'm just happy as a former player that the door is now open for him to get back in the league, and we'll see what he does with it. I mean, I, I think uh, just from a quarterbacking standpoint, uh, he's got a long road to go, though. Uh, yeah, I agree, and um, I, I think it is uh, worth noting that he did come out uh, recently, uh, whether it was himself or, or somebody around him that said, hey, I, I'd be okay coming in as, as a backup um, and, and playing that role. Uh, right. and, and, you know, when you look at Colin Kaepernick right now, um, you know, even at this stage of his life uh, and career, there's probably something that he can offer a team, not just as a backup option, but as somebody that you might be able to get on the field situationally and tap into some of the unique skills that he always brought to the table, is that a possibility, you think, assuming, you know, he's, he's healthy and, and all of those good things? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the game has moved in the direction of the Colin Kaepernick's of the world. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to call college football and called a number of Colin Kaepernick games, uh, whether it was UNLV, UNR, and uh, the guy was a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. And certainly we all remember what he did with the 49ers that year that they got to a Super Bowl. I mean, if he checks and goes the other way and throws the ball to Randy Moss, it's probably, it's probably a win, a Super Bowl win, as opposed to trying to throw it to Crabtree there. But um, uh, everybody remembers that. I mean, the, the guy was a phenomenal athlete playing that position. Uh, but the league, I, I think, has moved in that direction of his skill set. So we'll see if he can make it all the way back. If he does, it's a credit to him and his athleticism and his ability. Uh, but again, like I said, again, it's, it's a long road to go uh, for him to reestablish himself in the league. But I mean, I'm over the moon in terms of happy that he's getting the opportunity finally. Yeah, uh, same here. And we're talking to Mike Pritchard, the former NFL wide receiver, uh, uh, first round pick uh, back in the day, uh, a proud Colorado Buffalo uh, um, uh, player. Uh, and you can follow him at M.I. Pritchard um, on, on Twitter. Mike, uh, last question about Colin. Uh, do you think it helps yeah. a little bit that um, Josh McDaniels very recently um, had Cam Newton on the Patriots and really had mm -hmm. to completely redo the Patriots offense uh, to really to, 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 you know, to fit in what, what Cam Newton brought to the table? And there was, a moderate, there was some success that they have uh, until some injuries took over, but do you think that helps a little bit in this, in this uh, situation? Yeah, it does. I mean, if we uh, can compare... Cam Newton and Colin a little bit. So let's go back to college because uh, Colin and Cam, you know, playing the same type of uh, football time, the same round around the same time. You're the guys that had similar stats. You know, Cam goes on and wins the Heisman, obviously the national championship, number one overall draft pick, MVP of the league, and gets to a Super Bowl. So you see Colin do the same thing, right? He didn't. He wasn't MVP, but he got to a Super Bowl. And, and so it's the same type of quarterback, that skill set, that's coveted right now. We see it with Lamar Jackson. We'll see it with Josh Allen a bit. Um, but Colin was, was on that level, uh, and that's why he was so successful early on. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, 
I think if you're Josh McDaniels, you're a historian, you know that about players. Uh, and that's another thing we have to mention here too, Vinny, is, is as an evaluator or evaluation of the process, you're going to build a book uh, of these players that could be available to you one day. Uh, and, you know, other teams are going to look at the workout or hear about a workout and, you know, what, let's, let's, let's see if Colin wants to work out for us too if it doesn't work out here with the Raiders. So the process is, is what I'm talking about and highlighting here. Uh, which is a credit to Colin Kaepernick to have that uh, opportunity once again. No doubt about it. And, um, you know, when you talk about his days at uh, Nevada Reno, a guy by the name of Chris Alt, uh, I think, uh, yeah. gets lost in the history books. Uh, right. But this is a guy whose pistol offense was revolutionary at the time, and I think you're still seeing a lot of principles from that offense to this day uh, in the NFL. Yes, sir. Uh, Peyton Manning and the Broncos used it. Uh, you are seeing the pistol implemented a lot. I mean, uh, a lot of people are deeper with the gun, uh, and so you don't have the running back directly behind the quarterback. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see that a little bit more uh, as opposed to a running back offset uh, of the quarterback. So, yeah, the pistol was highly effective, and you mentioned Chris Alton. Yeah, he was definitely the, the, uh, the father of that offense. And, you know, when I got to the league, the run and shoot uh, was yeah. something that June Jones and Mouse Davis, you know, put together so uh, the innovation in the National Football League. I, mean, I, I love the fact that Josh McDaniels embraces uh, the history that way and, and certainly implements it in his type style of offense, uh, which can only benefit uh, a lot of players out there that, that have that skill set. No doubt about it. Uh, all right, Mike, so uh, uh, going a little bit closer to your side of the world over at wide receiver, uh, the Raiders brought in a guy by the name of Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to say this, Mike. I knew just looking at the statistics each week and you look in the box score and you look at all that and you're like, wow, you know, Devontae Adams obviously produces big numbers. All right. But yeah. it, honestly, and I saw highlights and whatnot uh, over the years, but n- it wasn't really until he signed with the Raiders and I really did a deep dive uh, and watched as much tape as I could find of him. This dude is spectacular. Uh, and there's no other way to put it. In terms of route running, physicality, going up and getting the ball, his precision, his understanding of the position, his footwork, it's, it's, it's truly remarkable how good this guy is. Um, what are your impressions of Devontae Adams, especially about some of the things that I just talked about? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> where do I start? Uh, yeah. uh, I'll just pick up where you left off. I mean, the guy is incredible. He can play any position uh, all over the field. Uh, he's going to help Derek Carr and go back to college and call in those games too when he was up with Fresno State with D. Carr. Uh, that was phenomenal to watch. Uh, I can't wait for that combination. I mean, um, the wide receiver position, Vinny, has become a franchise position. I mean, we hear about the franchise quarterback, but there's franchise wide receivers now when you think about the money that Devontae's making and the impact that he's going to have on an offense. And I'm not just talking about just catching touchdowns and catching the ball and, and making big plays, but when you have him and Darren Waller on the field at the same time, who the hell is going to cover Hunter Renfro? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I mean, you're gonna you really going to take your chances with one on one with Hunter? I mean, good luck with that, right? And and I, I think those possibilities on the field uh, just makes your offense that much more dynamic, right? And uh, Derek Carr is going to have to get in his, into the film and, and, and get to the study and uh, understand the offense, the new nuances of it. I think that's why Jared Stidham's here to help him out that way. But my goodness, I mean, the sky's the limit. It really is. And, and a lot of people in, in Radio Nation should be highly excited about the prospects of a Devontae Adams, uh, that type of player 
that type of franchise player on the offense for the Las Vegas Raiders. You, you took it right where I was uh, uh, getting ready to go, um, and you talked about how good this offense could potentially be. Assuming yeah. everyone stays healthy, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I do think there's a little bit of a transition that Derek Carr uh, is facing going to an entirely new offense, so uh, we'll, we'll make some concessions for that as well. But when it all starts clicking and assuming players stay healthy, how good can this offense truly be? Oh, top five? Um, uh, easily. I mean, I, I think... When you have an impact player like Devontae Adams, there's some parallels uh, to what Tom Brady and Randy Moss did. Yeah, uh, Certainly. I mean, I, I'm not suggesting that Devontae Adams is Randy Moss. I mean, there's only one Randy Moss. Well, you are talking about a Hall of Fame caliber uh, wide receiver there. Uh, you are talking about a game breaker. You are talking about uh, a just different level game breaker. And, and that's what Randy was. I mean, you have your wide receivers in the league. I mean, they're outstanding. I mean, there's a lot of teams with outstanding players. But in terms of this caliber, um, this this is different. <laughs> and different in a good way. And, and certainly later on this year, we'll see that on display. Hey, Mike, when it comes to OTAs and ramping up towards training camp, What's the battle like between receivers and corners? I know when you first came in, your rookie year, you were lining up against Tim and Dion, two ball hawks at corner. So is it a matter of maybe earning your spot? Is it a matter of what you're doing in those scrimmages against those corners or what you're doing in your individual drills that's going to earn you some favor with the coaches? Yeah, it's all that, uh, Demond. It's, it's competition. And, you know, today's NFL is a little bit different because when I was playing, we, we actually had camps and, and you had to be there, right? Um, and so they were t- there were two-a-days and, and you were pretty much earning your spot. So when I got to training camp, after I signed my contract, uh, I was inserted as a starter because I had established that in the offseason, like right now. Uh, but now it's OTAs and it's a little bit different. So I... I the competition is there. Um, I, I would put more emphasis uh, on the fact that the guys can develop the timing uh, on individual drills. I mean, you're going to have that competitive situation, one-on-ones or seven-on-seven, stuff like that. But, but most, mostly you're going to try to take care of each other uh, in 11-on-11 stuff. I mean, you, you do not want anybody to get banged up or, or nicked up heading into training camp. I mean, we, we were, what, 10 weeks away from the Hall of Fame game right now. So, uh, that, that clock is ticking. Everybody's getting more and more excited. You want it to be competitive. You want to get your work in. You want to understand and, and install everything that you want to install right now. Uh, but more importantly than anything, make sure that everybody's healthy out there. Mike, it was always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, enjoyed it, and uh, can't wait to see you out there, maybe at a practice, uh, to check out what we're talking about right now, and that's Devontae Adams on this Raiders offense and maybe a guy by the name of Colin Kaepernick. Appreciate it, brother. Oh, man, sounds great. Benny, anytime, man. Pleasure being on your show. Thanks, Damon. That was Mike Pritchard. You are in the huddle with uh, Vinny Von Senior, brought to you by Tequila Embajador Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Wednesday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Our thanks, of course, to Mike Pritchard, our good friend, uh, shedding some light. And uh, he's excited about the possibilities of Colin Kaepernick. um, And so am I. And I understand how some people might feel uh, about it. Um, my, my 
suggestion is just, you know, read up on it and, and with an open mind and understand what he was trying to do uh, at that time and be honest about it. And uh, everyone deserves a second chance. I don't even think that he should be talking about it on those terms like a second, ch- a second chance for what? He didn't do anything wrong as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think it got misconstrued and I think people refused, refused to truly understand what he was trying to do. And they read what they wanted to read into it rather than what in reality he was doing. All that said, um, at this point, five years later or so, it's going to come down, uh, I believe, to whether or not Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler believe that he can help this team, as it should. And um, if they don't sign him, I wouldn't read anything uh, into it in terms of any of the off-field stuff that might come along with signing him. I think the Raider organization is strong enough and sturdy enough. I think that locker room uh, is big enough and mature enough to handle whatever that uh, might entail. Obviously, there's it's going to be a story. If he signs with the Raiders and is there in training camp, it's going to be a story. Henderson will be besieged <laughs> by reporters. Okay, all right. Um, we're all professionals here. Uh, handle your business. Take care of it. I don't think it's going to go into the locker room and be a big distraction. You manage it. There's capable people running the PR department uh, to make sure that it gets mitigated and managed correctly so that it doesn't become a big distraction to Cotton. All right. We got some text on the Sam and Ash text line. You can text in at 69187, keyword R&R. This is from someone in the 707. The national media will have every camera in the stadium pointed at Kaepernick to see what he's doing during, before and after every game. And I just don't think it's worth to sign him as a backup QB. Read that one more time. The national media will have every camera in the stadium pointed at Kaepernick to see so what? what he does. Okay. Yeah, like, like really, like, so what? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, and what? How does that, how should that affect the Raiders, the product, the team. If you let it affect you as a fan, that's on you. Of course, people are going to pay attention to what he's doing during the national anthem. But whatever he does, whatever it is that he chooses to do, how does that affect you in any way? It's not going to take away from your enjoyment of the game. There was never a protest during the game. It was literally in the moments before a game that most people, to be perfectly honest with you, weren't even aware that it was going on. It wasn't until somebody actually did a story on it that people started realizing that one of the players on the 49ers wasn't standing at attention. It literally, in fact, I want to say that it happened one or two weeks beforehand until somebody actually realized that it was happening and then pursued a story about it. And then all of a sudden, everybody was offended by something that they had all these opportunities to even to know about but didn't even realize was happening. That's how uh, insignificant it was in terms of your actual enjoyment of the game. This did not happen in the middle of the game. They didn't stop the game so players could protest peacefully, uh, something that was near and dear uh, to their heart. It was before the game. Don't come at me with any garbage about how it affects your ability to watch the game. That's a you issue, and if you're allowing that to happen, that's on you, period, exclamation point. And it's not going to affect the Raiders' play if a camera is on Colin Kaepernick. There's cameras all over the sidelines during the national anthem. 
and it's not affecting them. You know what the players are thinking about at that point in time? Their assignment. Do we get the ball to start off with? Uh, what's that play again that we're calling? What's the script look like? Uh, boy, I'm on. I'm on kickoff. Uh, you know, return or I'm on uh, kickoff coverage. I got to do my job. Um, I can't wait to get. Started. That's what's going on through people's heads during that period of time. It's not going to affect the performance. Back out to the Realty One Group uh, listener line. Derek's Derek Carr's hair is on the line. How you doing, Derek Carr's hair? Hey, Vinny. How are you? Doing good. Hey, thanks for taking my call. And uh, this is so funny because not funny, but um, I was going to actually call in uh, before all the Colin Kaepernick stuff just to, to be honest, just to thank you and Demond. Like, uh, it's been a rough couple of days for everybody, and uh, this has been a great escape. You thank know what you. I mean? Like, yep, I hear uh, you, brother. Uh, yeah, so really appreciate it and really appreciate the respect you show to the followers of this team, too. You know, uh, yeah, not condescending. You take all our input and you have a great show. So I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, one quick thing. This is just, you know, uh, I know you're going to take a lot of calls in this, so this is just one perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the things that people just don't understand, the history, I feel, of, of this organization. I mean, this is an organization that led with, you know, now we have the term diversity, inclusion, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, but really civil rights at the end of the day, right? Um, and, and Al Davis was in the forefront of that. Uh, a lot of the folks he supported, you know, behind the scenes were in the forefront of that. So I don't think, I think if there's any organization, if this comes through, you know, well, here's what I think for sure. Colin Kaepernick is going to get a fair shake from this organization. If I he agree. can play and if he can contribute, they're going to they're going to give him a, a fair shake. And if he can't, I think they're going to tell him he can't, right? At least for this organization. There's no alter, ulterior motive to it. Um, so I, I just, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of that. It's like knowing your history. I, I really, I really thank you for pointing out some of the stuff you've been pointing out because one of the other things that's like makes me shake my head when this was all going down was, you know, the, the whole Neely, he got that from, I live here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I'm spacing on his first name, but there was a special teamer, uh, that was with the Seahawks. He was actually a Marine. Uh, he walked on to Texas, and then he tried out for the Seahawks, didn't make it. He was still, I think, involved with the Seahawks afterwards. But he was one of the folks that actually encouraged them to take a knee. Right. Like, as a he sign did. of silent, you know? Yes. So, I don't know. It's just, you know, I just think people that, you know, the same people that are complaining that say they're a supporter of this organization are the same ones that are saying two years ago, oh, my gosh, Carl Nassif's going to be a massive distraction. This is just a publicity stunt all this stuff and it didn't come to fruition. So it's just, it's just a matter of that. And, and, and yeah, I agree. Thanks a lot uh, for the call, Derek Carr's hair. And it, it, it wouldn't be, I don't believe it would be a major distraction only because there's so much restrictions now as it is to really handle these types of situations. Um, you know, when, 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 when the locker rooms are open, typically uh, the quarterback speaks once a week and that's it. You know, you might be able to go over to him uh, in the locker room and shoot the, you know what about things, but you're, there to ask them questions there's a there's a there's a um not a rule but you know you just respect that he talked on wednesday uh if i have any questions to ask Derek carr or any other quarterback that i ever covered uh in the past you ask him on wednesday um and 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 you respect that because the rest of the week he's he's focused on the process of getting ready for a game. That doesn't mean you can't go over there and say, hey, did you see the Laker game last night? What did you think about the war? Or, you know, maybe sneak in a quick little question. But it's not like you're going to be grilling anybody that 
who's uh, like the quarterback, and that would be the same for Colin Kaepernick. They would create a situation where, look, um, you know, he'll he's probably going to talk. He would probably talk about it one time, um, and then after that, that's going to be that. And and you, as reporters, you respect that. You have to respect it, or else you're not going to you're going to get your access, you know, t- uh, t- taken away. So, will there be national publications that come in, uh, ESPN, the NFL Network, uh, news agencies that want to try to talk to him? Um, yes, and he's going to say yes, I'm sure, to some of them and politely decline uh, other ones so that it doesn't become this major distraction. And I also think, um, one second real quick, uh, Devon, I also think, Devon, you could chime in here as well, these guys, I don't know, we've been through all of us at this stage, in this era, uh, the way life is with social media and everything like that. What are we shocked by? What are we, so, like, if you're a professional athlete right now, if you're going to, how, that's not going to affect you. You're focused on you, your assignment, what you're supposed to be doing. And you have this unique ability professional athletes do of tuning the rest of it out and just focusing on what you focus on. Devon, do you think that the Laker, the, the Raiders locker room is going to fall apart if somebody like Colin Kaepernick was in it? Uh, no, not at all. But I just wanted to respond to Derek Carr's hair. That yeah. former NFL player was Nate Boyer. Thank you. That's you. the name of Nate Boyer. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he did give him the idea to kneel instead of sit because down. he thought it would be more respectful. Right. And 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 that's what he did. And and people still. I this is what I urge people to just be open minded about what it was that he was doing. It wasn't anti anybody. It wasn't anti anybody. And just please be open-minded about that. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. Hey, guys. It's your boy, Vinny B. from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news. All TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right. Tat products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas.